0: good morning everybody um pastor zach and i will be tag teaming this morning so hang on <laughs> don't fall asleep okay <laughs> well this morning message um it's all about what happened uh, there was a prophetic word that pastor jonathan shared from um, one of the prophets jim mafoon and coming out of the pandemic there was a lot of things that happened to people's lives where many of them experience a lot of pain. And what happens when people experience pain, they call it an inflection point, whether they're going to medicate with indulging in things that is not good, or we can seek God and find our place of the presence of God to hear our lives and what we go through. So last week, Pastor John shared about seeking the presence of God through the Sabbath. How many of us enjoyed that? If you didn't, Listen to that or was here, I would encourage you to get uh, the message and listen to it. It was a great message about the Sabbath. And do you know that the Sabbath is in the top 10 of God's commandment? Think about that. So, how important that is in our life that we need to have a Sabbath in us. And I, in our group, our small group that I have with the men, I asked them, Do you guys have a Sabbath? And one of the guys answered, uh, no, because every time I have a free time, my wife tells me I have things to do. So I said, you better tell your wife that it's in the top ten. <laughs> anyway, but just some uh, notes. I know uh, Alexis is leaving us. She's going back to school. She's been great. Um, and then it was Susan's birthday this past week. So happy birthday to Susan. <laughs> anyway, our spiritual mom. This week, we're going to talk about seek to depend, deepen our relationship with people of God. And that is so important, like the Sabbath. It's important for our life. And this week, we're going to talk about our relationships with people. The scripture we're going to read is John chapter 15. One, uh, I'm going to read just the top uh, 9 and 10. It says, as Jesus is talking, and he's talking to his disciples. And he says, as the Father has loved me. So have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. You know, here Jesus, when he's speaking to his disciples, he talks about his father. And he talks about his father's love. And he tells them, you know, my my father in heaven, my dad... He really loves me. And because of that, I really love you. Andrew Murray said that Jesus' life, uh, his dependency on the Father was a life in the Father's love. But a lot of times in our life when we reflect about the Father's love, that things in our life blocks that love to us. It can be either having a bad example growing up, or it can be going through pain and rejection in life. It can be through a trauma or sin that we have committed. Those things will block us from receiving the love of God. And in the coming months, the church is going to get uh, start up a, a ministry called the Cleansing Stream Ministry. And through the ministry and the teachings, and we're going to have a retreat one day, it's going to help us To unblock those things so we can receive of God's love in a fresh new way. That things in our life will be broken and that we will be free. Every time people go through this ministry, people come out of it saying, I am free from things in my life that was in there, was stuck in there, that blocked my relationship with God. So get ready. We're going to start uh, registration starting next month. So hoping all of you can be part of it. It's going to help your life. The second thing Jesus said was that he abided in his father's love. How? Through obedience. And the word three times abide is in that scripture in the 9 and 10. He's, three times it's mentioned. And the Greek word for that means to continue in. That he was in the father's love, continually in the father's love through obedience. So Jesus doesn't only mean to rest in knowing his father's love, that the father loves us, but also we are to actively live in the love he gives us, which requires obedience to his commandment. Abiding in his love through obedience. You know, we don't, I don't know about you, but we don't understand things through knowledge. Knowledge is there, but in reality, we only understand through experience. Now think about this, like I gave this example in the beginning. We don't understand love through only knowledge. I mean, we can think about it. We can read about what love is. We can talk about what love is, but it's only through experiencing What love is, you know what love is. And I'll give you this. Just like when you meet somebody, right? And you, quote, fall in love. And then you get married. And then you realize this. That love is more than emotions and what you think about. It's true that experience, that's why they say love is blind and marriage is an eye-opener. We all agree. (laughs) I went through that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Speaking from experience. <laughs> Love. <laughs> God helped me. Amen. <laughs> Help my wife do. <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> driving a car. You can talk about driving a car when you're young. You want to drive a car. You'll never experience the knowledge of driving a car unless you really get behind the wheel, turn on the ignition, and start driving. So it's through our experience that we understand things in life. And in the kingdom of God, God operates in faith. And faith requires obedience. So let me give you an example. The Bible says that when we forgive, there's something that happens to us inside. There's the freedom comes. So I remember when I first became a Christian, I was in Judah. And then my, my coach was about, I don't know, eight, I think eight Years older than me, and we were really good friends. But I used to make these comments about him doing something which was not right. What he was, I thought, was not right. What he's doing. So every now and then, I would tell him, uh, give us, you know, smart remark about stuff. Until one day, I felt like God was telling me, "You need to go and apologize to him and ask for forgiveness." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> time when I met with him. I sat down with him, and I just told him, I'm sorry, if you, did you feel this way about my comments? And, and he said, yes, <laughs> so I had to apologize, and I asked for forgiveness. And when I did that, there was something that was released in my spirit that caused me to have a better relationship with him and a better relationship with God because I learned to see how God would see through his eyes, about forgiveness. So, obedience is important. And it depends on our relationship with God and with others. For, for instance, like Abraham, when he was called the father of faith, he was never called the father of faith until he left, he heard the word of the Lord to leave his country. And when he heard the word, he obeyed God. And through that, he became the father of faith. You know, for us, in our, in our obedience to God, we read the Bible, what God wants. We pray. Jesus is in those things. We attend church. You're all here and online. <laughs> and we give into the kingdom. Those things are God's things of obedience according to the word that God says to do. Jesus is in all those things. And there's another thing that Jesus is in. It's in small communities. And small communities, when you look through the Bible, is so important because in Paul's letters, when he wrote, he always acknowledges people that was part of his life. There is something there about coming together and being part of a community. I know the uh, Little League baseball players, they're on TV, they're playing a championship game. Don't tell me who won, okay? I'm watching that. But when you, they were interviewed, they always talk about their teammates and how precious they are. And I remember, yeah, don't tell me what happened. Because one day, I remember I was at uh, Wailuku and Tiger Woods was on his way to come back to win the championship, a major championship in a long period. And during break time, guys came up to me, Tiger Woods won! And I recorded it, and I was like, okay. They're with my sermon. <laughs> I lost the anointing after that. But anyway, (laughs) there's something about small community. And you know when Michael Jordan retired and they interviewed him, it was so interesting. They asked him that question. Do you miss basketball? And his answer surprised me. And he said, you know, I really don't miss basketball. What I miss is the bus rides with my teammates going to the game and talking with them. There is something about community that when, it, when you get together, God will be in there. And just like for, for us, um, I think when you take a step of obedience, if you've never been in a group, step of obedience into that place, Jesus is in there. And you'll sense God is going to be in that place. You know, we used to have this uh, couples group at our house. and I have to confess that I loved it and I didn't like it <laughs> because we, because it would go on for like two, two and a half hours in our house. And I had to get up in the morning early and I was like, I was looking at my clock like, okay, guys, it's time to go. <laughs> I have only four hours of sleep or not. <laughs> but <laughs> that's my confession. Okay, anyway. But it was so good. Those times that I had with the couples together really touch my life. And I think as we be obedient to things in God, God will come and meet us there where we're at. And now I'm going to pass it on to Pastor Zach as he comes. Let's give him my hand as he comes.
1: Right. Thank you, Pastor Lance. So good. I love what Pastor Lance shared about how we experience God's love and how when we experience his love, we tend to Deepen our relationship through that, our obedience. So we experience his love, we obey, and then through our obedience, our relationship with him is deepened. And the example he gave with, was with Abraham. And his obedience led to his being the father of the faith, being a friend, somebody who talked with God. Like, that's amazing. And I love that. And what's super cool is that through obedience, we can see how God moves in our life and he begins to work in us, work in the things that are the, the junk places of our lives and allows us the opportunity to get better. Yeah, to move forward, to take steps forward. And I think that's an amazing thing, especially when we're dealing with deepening the, our relationships with the people of God. Because we need people in our lives to help sharpen us, right? As iron sharpens iron, so does the men in our lives or the people in our lives do for us, yeah? And so when we get around people and we have these deep, meaningful covenant relationships with other believers, there is a sharpening process, there is a refining process that happens in our lives. And that's why God wants us to go and get deep, with people. And just as uh, our obedience is a mark of abiding in God's love, so if we abide in his love, abide in him, then there's obedience that comes through. Joy is a mark of obedience. A joy is marked through obedience. And so obedience to His commandments brings us a fullness of joy. In John, John 15, I'm going to read from verse 10. It says, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abided His love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Jesus kept the commands of the Father, he obeyed, he lived in obedience, and because he lived in obedience, he experienced a joy that was unlike any other, and he wants us to experience that exact same joy, and so everything that the Father taught him, everything that the Father spoke to him, he shared with the disciples, he shared with them from chapter 13 to, verse, to chapter 15, Jesus begins to teach about these things that he mentions in verse 11. These things about servanthood, loving one another, being a part of the vine. Those are the things that he taught about. And as we live in obedience, there is a joy that comes from it. One of the things that I was thinking about, and I'm really proud of this i'm really proud of this, I was thinking about the as we think about abiding in his love, because last week we talked about rest, right abiding in God, loving God, and this week we're talking about loving people, going deep with our relationships with people, and so we abide with God in his rest with God, we spend time with him, and then It starts a wheel. And can you put that wheel up? This is my fullness of joy wheel. I made this. I'm very proud of it. I'm not super creative like that. So this was a big step for me. But what Pastor Lance was talking about is we experience God's love. We have this experience with God. We understand and we know that he loves you. He loves me. And because he loves us, then now we begin to love him. So we, in turn, love God. And when we love God, we want to spend time with God. We want to abide in him. And then through our abiding, he begins to speak to us. He begins to talk to us. And he begins to command us and lead us to do different things. And so now we're leading into obedience. We begin to obey God. And through our obedience, we begin to abide in God's love, which then makes us experience more of God's love. And through this whole experience, we have a fullness of joy. And it's not a joy that everything is good, you're smiling all the time, you're happy, things are going great, which those are good things. But this is a joy of knowing that you are in right standing with God. You are in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, seeing the right thing, thinking the right thing, doing the right thing. Because God has led you to do that in that moment. And when we're in that space... There's a joy that comes about in our lives. I don't know about, it, it's kind of hard to explain this, the joy that you have when you know that you're, you're doing what God is calling you to do and what he wants you to do. But it's a joy that is not dictated by the things around you. It's a security, it's, a, it's an enjoyment, it's an excitement. Like, God, I'm doing what you're calling me to do, I'm doing what you want me to do. And we see God move, and we see his hand, and how he's moving in our lives, and how he moves in somebody else's life. And there's this just excitement and joy that comes about when we are in living in obedience. In a, in a kind of a practical way, there's a, a fullness of joy wheel Spouse edition. Spouse edition. (laughs) You like that? So when I experience love from my wife, when I experience the love of from Mickey, it makes me want to love her more. And so I love her more. Then, because I love her more, I want to spend time with her. So we sit down, we go on dates, we talk, we watch movies together, TV shows and things like that, and then, because we're spending time with each other, where it's more intimate, my desire is for her, then I want to begin to obey her, I want to listen to her, I want to serve her, I want to love her in the way that she needs to be loved, and as I do that, she feels love, and so she expresses her love back to me again, and so then I'm feeling and experiencing her love and there's this nice positive feedback loop that happens yeah how many of you experienced that anybody some of us yeah amen amen yo not gonna lie okay real talk there are breaks in the loop (laughs) there are sometimes breaks in the loop just in our natural relationships, there, there are breaks in the loop. We can have breaks in the loop with God. Yeah? We can have breaks in our loop where we begin to, we're talking about inflection points, right? And so when we hit that break point, we hit that inflection point, we can either push back into the loop or we can push out. Yeah? Yeah? We can push towards God or we can go away from God. And that's a choice that we make. You and I, we have that choice. God gives us that choice because he loves us. God's heart and desire is for us to come back into right relationship with him. However, sometimes we want to go the other way. We want to medicate. We want to do things that numb the pain instead of facing the pain not facing the truth we want to just ignore it ignore and override if you watch um seal team (laughs) but that's what we what we do sometimes and when we do that it creates an almost like a negative loop we end up going the opposite way and it takes a very conscious effort to come back To change the direction and to come back to God in those times. You know, it says that when we obey God's commands, we are abiding in his love. And I want to make this really clear that God's love for us is not dictated by our obedience. Okay? Okay. God's love for us is not dictated by our, obe- by our obedience. He loved you. He loved me. He loves the world. Before we were o- obedient. He loved us when we were off doing our own thing. Sinning. And he sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for you and me. Before. So God's love is there. He loves you no matter what. But there is a difference in abiding in his love and just knowing that God loves you. You can, like how Pastor Lance was saying, you can know God loves you or you can experience God's love. You can experience his joy. You can experience his his fullness in your life. The next thing is obedience is giving and receiving sacrificial love. In verse 12 to 13, it says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Jesus loved us, loved you and me, with this sacrificial love. That he gave up his life, put our needs Above his own. How many of you can say you live your life like that? Anybody? Okay, how many of you can say that you live that way for your kids? Sometimes. (laughs) I want to open this up and say that giving and receiving sacrificial love is like a pump. It's like a water pump. Can you throw that old school water pump up there? Anybody seen this? Anybody used one of these before? One, two, three, four, five. These, I always thought these are super cool. I've never used one. I would love to. I kind of want one like in my backyard just so I can play with it. But that requires hundreds of thousands of dollars to dig a well now. It's <laughs> just crazy. But anyway, so these pumps, when you first put it in, And you're pumping, you're pumping, you're pumping, you're pumping, and then nothing is coming out. And you can pump all day and maybe get a little trickle. Anybody know why you can pump away and nothing come out? You got to prime the pump. And when you prime the pump, that means you put water into the pump. Then you begin to operate the pump, and it starts to function correctly the suction is there it begins to pull water up from the well and then it begins to flow and then once the water is flowing the the pump is continually being primed itself and so as long as you're pumping the water out and you're using it and you're pumping away and you're pumping and you're pumping and you're pumping that that water will not run dry until the well runs dry yeah and so if Giving and receiving sacrificial love is like a pump. You've got to prime the pump of your life in order to operate in this manner. Yeah? We need to experience God's love for ourselves. His sacrificial love for ourselves. We need to experience it. That's priming the pump. Then, once we experience His love and we begin to pump, live in obedience. Live in obedience. Give a hug here. Give a donation here. Buy somebody food here. Serve this person. Give them a ride. You're pumping, you're pumping, and you're pumping. Wash the dishes for me. (laughs) That's a big one. I hate dishes. Growing up, I would pay my siblings like, Up to $25 to wash the dishes. That's how much I did not like dishes. Thank goodness I had a job at that time. But you're pumping and you're pumping and you're pumping. But it only works if you prime the pump. We need to experience God's sacrificial love for ourselves so that we can then begin to live in obedience and pump. Because then the outflow of that obedience is an overflowing well of sacrificial love. Groups, grace groups are so important for this because it's easy to to practice on our family. It's easy to, to live sacrificially with our family, to sacrifice our time, our effort, our energy for our family members. Easier for kids than spouses. I think that, 100%. You know, my, my daughter just had... Uh, she just experienced food poisoning for the first time, ate some bad poke. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> w- waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning, she's outside of our door, and there's, like, a trail of vomit <laughs> from her door to our <laughs> door <laughs> on the ground. And, you know, in that moment, I'm not thinking about, why did you wake me up? I'm, all I'm thinking about is, how can I make you feel better? How can I make, make you able to stop crying? How can I comfort you? How can I take care of you? That's what I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about my own self in that moment. It's easy to live sacrificially and to love sacrificially to our family members. It's a lot easier. But that's where we practice. That's where we're pumping. We're, we're pumping and we're pumping and we're pumping. We experience God's love. We prime the pump and then we begin to pump pump in our families. And when we get into groups, everybody else is pumping in their families, yeah? And you get together with with your group of guys, your group of gals, and then you and then you start to share stories of how you love, you're loving your family, how you're serving your family and everybody else is doing really good in this area, you're doing good in this area, and you begin to encourage and strengthen one another. Yeah? It's in those moments that we come together that now we begin to stretch ourselves. Because Pastor Lance is probably really good at serving Auntie Tidin and doing the dishes, and I'm not. And I can learn in the ways that how he serves in that manner or how he thinks. I can learn in these, uh, from other people of how I can begin to love other people. Love my family better. Love others better. And we can challenge each other and say, hey, I'm going to hold you accountable to this next week. I want to see you wash the dishes for your wife this week. Two times. Got to start baby steps. (laughs) Two times. And then you come back and you're like, hey, how'd you do? Did you wash dishes twice this week? And you're like, no, I never. Oh, come? What's going on? You know, you see, and then, like, then you begin to talk about it and what you're going through, and you get to sharpen each other and encourage one another. It's like, hey, it's okay. Let's try again this week. Let's stand together. And we can f- do this life together because it's hard to live life on your own. It's hard to live the Christian life on your own. We need brothers and sisters around us that will encourage us and stand with us through these, through these times. And especially through these points of inflection in our lives where we can either push into God or we can go away from God. When we have a desire to run away from God and to run away from the things of God and to begin to do things on our own, to sulk and to gossip and to, and to slander people behind their back because we got hurt and we got bitter. When we are heading down that path, we need people in our lives. We need strong men and women in our lives in order to tell us, hey, Don't do that. Don't do that. Let's go back to God. Let's press into God. Let me help you. Let me stand with you. I don't know how many times Pastor John has stood with me in inflection points of my life and helped me go and press into the Lord. When I could have easily gone away, if I didn't have him in my life, if I didn't have some of the my friends in high school pushing me and spurring me on, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today and living the life that I have today. Because I would have went away from God, I wouldn't have pressed into God. But it was because I had people in my life that were able to help me go back to press into God at those inflection points in my life in your your groups and in your grace groups this week and if you're not in one we, we highly encourage you to get into a grace group and next week we're doing a launch after service if you need information bulletins call us we're available okay we're here for you call us if you ever have any questions about this but When we get into these grace groups, when you get into your grace groups, I want you to talk about the wheel, the fullness of joy wheel. Where are the breaks that you notice? Where are those breaks? And begin to talk about them. Dissect it. Encourage one another. Say, I haven't been abiding. Can you throw the wheel up? Talk about why you haven't been abiding with God. You know, sometimes that's a weak area for me. You know, I, I don't abide as much, but then I'm better at obeying. And so I get like sometimes this soft sense of abiding because I'm experiencing the joy from obedience and the love from obedience. But then I forget to abide. Where are the breaks in your life? Discuss those things with one another. And let God work in your life together as a group to encourage one another and to love on one another and to be able to practice this sacrificial love with one another, amen? Let's jump into worship. Worship the Lord this morning. If you'd stand with me. Lord, we thank you so much. We thank you that... You're calling us to this relationship, this abiding relationship with you that leads us to experiencing your love and obedience and to experiencing your love again. And that as we do so, that you call us to deeper things. You call us to higher things. You call us to to more challenging things as we do so, as you increase in our lives. Help us to prime the pump by experiencing your love and help us to to begin to live in obedience first with our family, then with our friends, then to other people. That as we live live sacrificially and know that we're going to experience your joy we're going to experience your love because we're living in obedience thank you Lord sing I love you Lord I love you Lord your mercy because your mercy never fails me God, we open up our hearts to you, our lives to you. And we ask you to come and you prime our lives to be a well of sacrificial love for others. And that we experience your joy to the fullest as we live in obedience and abide in your love and abide in you. with you and others. God, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for not leaving us the same, for calling us to pursue you, for calling us to, to go deeper with you at the inflection points in our lives that you encourage us to go deeper with you and push into you and in not away. We give you our lives. We give you our hearts. We say, Holy Spirit, have your way within us. Have your way within us. We honor you and we bless your name. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. amen.